It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of this. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the first time of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that cabbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 849 of Lockdown Raptors for Friday, December the 18th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Lockdown Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you're checking out all of the Lockdown Podcast Network offerings on your favorite podcast provider. Right now, Lockdown NBA has our six-part season preview rolling out, and it is awesome. It's got all the local hosts chipping in, six to seven minutes answering all the big questions facing their teams with words from our national show hosts like Chad Ford and Josh Lloyd with the fantasy angle. So highly recommend you go and check out the Lockdown NBA season previews. They are very, very rad. All right. On today's show, it is part two of our 2020-2021 Raptors Over-Unders and Props podcast with our two pals, Vivek Jacob and Sahal Abdi. Vivek, how are you, my friend? How are you? I said I just asked you, how are you twice? Because I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. Just uh, looking forward to this final Raps preseason game. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, for and, sure. And then it'll be down to business. Yeah, down to very uh, plaguey business. Uh, if any horrible things have happened between uh, Wednesday and Friday, there's a reason they haven't been covered in the podcast. We recorded this on Wednesday. So just uh, keep an eye out uh, or, or keep that in mind if you're concerned as to why we haven't talked about whatever latest hell has befallen the Raptors or the NBA. Uh, Sahal, how are you, man? I'm doing really good. Um just so you guys know, if anyone's listening, um, Sean gives us these topics ahead of time, and I'm looking at them, and it's way harder than the first part. So if you guys hear me struggling, <laughs> do not judge me. Do not tweet me. Um, this one's this one's a lot tougher. So this is probably going to be the one that wins it for when we come back and check check on these again. Yeah, mm. all of today's over-unders are things kind of off my dome, not necessarily uh, things that a you know ga- gambling enterprise has laid out. And uh, it's going to be fun. There's some weird ones in here. There's some regularly normal ones in here as well. Not too many surprises, but certainly a little bit more difficult to uh, predict than yesterday's round of over-unders. Go listen to those if you have not yet. All right, let's dive into it, boys. Uh, The first of our second half of our over-under and props bet list here is home games played by the Raptors in Tampa Bay. This is us betting for or against science and vaccine distribution and uh, governments being able to limit the spread within their own provinces and and countries. So uh, this could get sad very quickly, but 
17 and a half is the line because they have 17 home games on the schedule before the March break where they will recalibrate and figure out what's going on for the second half of the schedule, what games need to be made up, all that stuff. So my question to you guys is, will they be moving back to Toronto after the first half and will they get to over 17 and a half games or, or will they play under 17 and uh, whatever the hell? The question is 17 and a half home games in Tampa Bay. I've lost my train of thought. Vivek, what do you think? I'm going to take the over as much as I would like to see them return to Toronto at that all-star break. Uh, I guess that's what we're calling it, uh, even without the game and without the actual week- weekend happening. Uh, I I still think that they'll end up playing in Tampa for the entire season. I think in terms of the logistics to suddenly uh, change home over the course of a few days and then get the season underway, I think that's going to be a tough play to make. And the way they're setting things up with the practice facility and all that, I don't know if they'd be taking it quite that far if they didn't have the expectation that they'd be there uh, beyond, what is it? March or whatever it is. Or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Sahal, what do you think? Um, yeah, I'm just thinking about it in terms of um... – like cases like coronavirus cases um i think that the we're going to see naturally we're, we're not going to see cases drop until i guess the weather warms up just like we saw it i guess last um this past year but um i just don't i, I agree with vivek i just don't see i mean earlier when you know it was first announced that toronto was going to be in tampa i was kind of optimistic that hey we can make it back and you know, playoffs can be here. Maybe they can have some fans. You know, I was getting really optimistic. But the more you think about it and the more you see, um, if anyone's watched the Open Gym episode and just, uh, you know, um, just Toronto, I just I don't see them coming back to the city. And, and even with no fans, I just don't see them coming back. And, and you know, everything points to them staying in Tampa, um, have, playing the full season there, playing their playoffs there, and then, you know, coming back to Toronto. I know the vaccine – there's been a lot of vaccine news with the, with the virus lately. It's been, you know, administered in, in some parts of the, the States and, and in Canada, but um, I just, I just don't see it. I, just, I don't see Toronto returning to Toronto. If that, that makes any sense. Yeah. I think this one comes down to what you believe in more, the uh, power of the NBA to ghoulishly secure vaccines that they probably don't need compared to the rest of the population versus the ineptitude of the local governments in charge of uh, Ontario and all of America and really a unstoppable force, immovable object type of situation here. But I do think it's most likely they play, they play out the whole season in Tampa. I think they could return for the playoffs potentially. You know, maybe you get to the time in, you know, June or July, whatever it is, and maybe it's it's cleared up and the vaccine has been distributed enough that they're able to do it. But I think for the regular season's purposes, it just feels like uh, hopefully the league takes Marcus Gasol's advice. So he was quoted today saying, uh, we don't need the vaccine compared to other people. So don't prioritize us, please, because Marcus Gasol is a real one. Um, you know, as much as I think it's likely the NBA is going to kind of cut the line and throw money to, to get vaccines, I, I still think the spread will be bad enough by March that uh, we're still looking at uh, the Raptors in Tampa. So sadly, I'm going to take the over rooting for the under. Um, and I suppose if the season get canceled before uh, any of this, it also applies as an under as well. So, um. you know what, Sean, I thought there wasn't, I thought there wasn't a way where I could miss Marcus all anymore, but congratulations. You just did it with that quote. <laughs> I, I missed Marcus. 
Yeah, sorry so to, uh, to to pour salt in the wound. Anyway, move on to the next one here. <laughs> move on. Players to make the all-star, I guess not game, but team for the Toronto Raptors is the next one. I've set the over-under at 1.5. Of course, they had two all-stars last year. Uh, what are we thinking with this one? Let's start with Sahal. Uh, man, we just had like a tiny little discussion about this before uh, we started recording. And it's tough because... I mean, Siakam to me is is almost a guarantee because the way you look at it is is, is okay. Where's Toronto going to place in the Eastern Conference? The vast majority of people have them in the top four, you know. Top, and usually, when you reach that first, second um, tier, I guess you could say of the Eastern Conference, you usually get um, two or three guys in, and then that third, fourth, fifth, you usually get one or two guys, right? Um, the Raptors got Siakam and Lowry last year. Fred Van Vliet, I think, was pretty close. Um, this is super tough. I'm going to say, I'm going to take the over on 1.5. I'm going to say they get two in, they get Siakam. And surprisingly, um, if you listen to part one of the podcast, I was very high on Fred Van Fleet. Um, I took the over on his um, combination of scoring, rebounding, and assisting. So I think Fred Van Fleet's actually going to get that second all-star spot, not Kyle Lowry. And again, for the same reasons, it's not because I think Kyle Lowry's going to have a massive down year or anything like that. I just think Fred's going to have um, a breakout year. Even though we thought his breakout was last year, I think this is going to be where Fred really, um, really becomes a, a an all star talking point every single season. All right, Vivek, what do you think? I think the Raptors will have two all stars, so I'm in agreement with Sahal there. But I do think Kyle Lowry does make a seventh all star, mm-hmm. uh, earns a seventh all star nomination. I obviously picked him to get over the thirty point five points, rebounds, assists. Uh, combination and I look at the respect that he earned over the course of the bubble the the coaches will get him in in a worst case scenario I fully expect him to be there and then yeah I would I would lean towards Pascal being back there as well so I will take the over on the 1.5 yeah I'm with you as well I think it'll be Larry and Siakam I think I don't quite believe as much as Sahal does in Fred's capacity for an enormous breakout or anything like that. I think he'll just kind of be what he was last year, which is great. And I I would love to see that. I don't think OG will ultimately make it. Um, Sean, are you saying Fred will be steady? He will be extremely steady. Yes, I'm, I'm saying that for sure. Um, I think OG might be one of those like, oh, he would be the sixth injury replacement type guys, but I don't think he's actually going to be in the conversation this year at least. And yeah, Kyle Lowry is the most coaches pick him to play in the all-star ass player there is. Like he's going to get there. Um, the coaches love him. He will be very good again, I'm sure. And he'll get his, uh, he'll get his flowers and he will have the seventh all-star. So we're all agreement both over there as well. Move on to another Kyle Lowry associated question. This question is total charges drawn by Aaron Baines plus Kyle Lowry. Last year, Kyle Lowry drew 34 charges because he's a maniac and Aaron Baines drew 16. I think it was eighth in the league for a total of 50. I'm setting the over under at 50.0. What say you Vivek on the over under of 50.0 total charges drawn by Baines plus Lowry? Yeah, this is a tough one. It's a fun, tough one. But I am going to lean towards the under. 34 is an insane amount. Truly, truly absurd. Yeah. And (laughs) uh, yeah, I think 
you know, especially in terms of wear and tear on the body. Um, you know, I think his reputation is established in that regard. So Kyle maybe doesn't need to take as many charges. And I think defensively too, I think the team will try to focus a bit more on sort of dribble penetration and not getting to the points where, you know, they need that level of charge taking from him. And then Aaron Baines, again, he, he's going to step in in situations where maybe Kyle doesn't need to. So uh, they might cancel each other out a little bit. And so I'd say the total will be under 50, even if, you know, they get close. I wouldn't be surprised if they're somewhere in that 40 to 50 range uh, over 72 games, but that's the other thing too, right? Mm-hmm. If it was an 82 game season, I'd probably be looking at it and saying, oh, okay, that they'll probably have a shot, but 72, I'll probably, uh, I'll, I'll take the under. All right. Uh, Sahal, what do you think? Um, yeah, I'm going to take the under and it sucks. You know what, Sean, you're going to start with me. The next question you ask because it seems like I'm just agreeing with Vivek here and I'm really not. <laughs> I started you know with what? you last so, time. And then, then you did, you did, you did. You. You're right. You're going back and forth, but you got to just start with me every single time. Cause Vivek <laughs> what's happening right now is I, I hate agreeing with Vivek. Cause I'm trying to make a point that I'm going to win this year. I won last year. Yeah. At this rate, you guys um, are going to tie. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm going to take the under though, because uh, Kyle of course did get 34, which is again, an absolutely an insane number, but he did do it in 82 games. Right. So, um, and then Aaron Baines, I don't know what, how many minutes he played last year, but again, you said, in part one um, of this series that uh, Baines essentially played a lot more um, because DeAndre Ian was injured, Uh, injured or suspended. I'm not sure which one, but he was out um, and Baines did play a lot more. Um, I think Baines does play, I don't know, 25, 26 minutes a game this year. Um, Could be over, could be under, but um, I'm going to take the under. I just, there's no way I see, you know, Baines and Kyle Lowry replicating what they did especially in an 82-game um, set. So I just don't see that happening. So I'm going to take the under. It should be noted that Kyle had 34 charges at 58 regular season games last year, oh which is just goodness. bonkers. That is um, insane. <laughs> I am going to bank on the power of healthy competition, and I'm going to say over, because I could really see these two freaks uh, like trying to one-up each other with charges and causing all of us panic attacks along the way. But I could see Bainesy getting in there and being like, oh, Kyle's got a 26 on the year. i got to get myself up to 25 as well. And then I, I think we're going to see them both combined to go over 50. I could see Larry with like 28 and then Baines uh, really kind of leaning into it, making it a shtick, trying to match Kyle and then also getting 28. Uh, so we're going over substantially because you're going to have John Australians all over you on Twitter for that accent. I did an Australian accent for a good 25 minutes on uh, basketball a couple months ago, yeah. and people actually thought it was pretty good. So oh, okay. I thought I'm that gonna... was pretty good, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was good, I too. But I did to the know. noble Australian accent. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I'm taking the over there. The first deviation we've had so far in three uh, bets that we've gone through in here, part two. We will continue on with part two and talk about <laughs> trades mostly, as well as end of season awards in just a second. But first, I want to tell everybody about Built Go, which is the best way to break through that wall that we all hit at some point during the day. It's COVID it's dark at four o'clock, you're going to bed at strange hours, you're eating terribly. But Built Go is here to help you break through that wall that all of those poor life decisions lead to you always running into probably around one or two in the afternoon. 
Whether it's a mental mental or physical wall, you can break through it every day with Go. It's easy to take with 1.5-ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase, your suitcase, your whatever case, fanny pack, whatever thing you carry your stuff for work in, your golf bag, your pocket when you go to the gym, whatever it might be. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like having a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. You're not drinking one of these disgusting, brightly colored probably could be used as rocket fuel in addition to a beverage energy drinks, but you're not drinking one of those. You're getting something better than that with a third of the caffeine and better results. You get three delicious flavors as well to choose from peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. And why does it work so well? You ask? Well, I'll tell you why built go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is a fast absorbing substance. It gets into your system really quickly. Plus it's easy on the stomach. In addition to promoting joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health, it literally makes you look better. Built go is also loaded with the good stuff to ignite your work like beta alanine, B3, honey, a kick of caffeine, and an enormous percentage of your daily percentage of BC and B12 vitamins. Visit BuiltGo.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, to get 20% off of your next order. That is the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. Just go to Indeed.com podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, guys, let's uh, carry on here with the over-unders. Next week, just a heads up, we will be, of course, looking ahead to the season opener on the 23rd. Monday, our pal Brad uh, from Too Much Hoops is going to jump by. We're going to talk about the Raptors' defense a little bit ahead of this season and how things might change with Aaron Baines and Alex Len and Chris Boucher playing center and no longer our friend Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka as well. Uh, so that's on Monday. Keep an eye out. All right, guys, let's get to it. Uh, the fourth bet we have on this section of the podcast, uh, part two, is... In-season trades made by the Toronto Raptors. They have not made a lot of trades recently. I guess they made the Marcus All trade and all the cap circumvention that went along with that. Last year, they were pretty quiet. I have 1.5 set as the over-under for trades this year. So, Hall, per your request, I will let you go first. What do you think? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to take the under. And I'm going to say it confidently because I'm pretty sure I took the over last year and we stayed put. I'm going to take the under straight off of the continuity of what we did last year. I just don't, I just see, I think our roster is from what I see is pretty set. Like, I don't think there's any glaring, glaring weaknesses. Maybe you could say size if Alex Len doesn't really carve out a role, like, like he's, he's hoping to, but um, I'm going to take the under and I'm going to take the under confidently. Yeah. All right. Vivek, what do you got? Well, I also said the over last year and I was thinking at some point the Raptors might look at, getting some type of value back for one of Gasol or Ibaka instead of losing both for nothing in mm-hmm. free agency, which is what ended up happening. But they were within their rights to do so because the Raptors were playing so well. Mm-hmm. And it was a very worthy uh, victory lap. So this is a tough one. I expect them to be good. But I do think there might be some... Uh, weaknesses that they look to shore up over the course of the season. The the trick here is going to be how much of cap space they're trying to leave now for 2021 with Giannis mm-hmm. out, uh, out of the picture. So I'll take the over, 
on the 1.5 trades because I look at the center position, I look at the depth at the guard position, and I feel like there might be something to work out there. I think uh, from a PR standpoint, there might be a deal to make, even if you know things don't play out the way we would like it to mm-hmm. uh, in terms of getting a certain someone off the team. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll take the over on this one and disagree oh. with Sahal. Yeah, I'm going to pull us a hall and agree with Vivek on this one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take the over. This just really seems like, a, not to sound like Bill Simmons or anything, but this is a team that has like trades to make. Like They have a lot of salaries they can cobble together uh, between Baines, Boucher, Stanley Johnson, Patrick McCaw, Norm Powell. Like They have a lot of pretty decently sized deals they can mix together to land a target of pretty much any size. They have a lot yeah. of, I think, consolidation of different pieces to do, perhaps, with some of the guards we've talked about. Um, so maybe you try to trade a couple for uh, one type of thing. Um, you know, I could very easily see like a deadline deal that involves McCaw, Johnson, and a pick as, you know, the sort of return for a decent upgrade at the deadline for, you know, eight million bucks or so in returning salary. Um, <clears throat> PJ Tucker. Um, I, I, I just, I kind of think there's, a lot of maneuverability here. And I think they're going to be more likely to want to make a trade because the cap space for next summer is less of a priority. Obviously you want to have that flexibility. And if a Rudy Gobert becomes your target or whatever, you want to be able to do that. But I do think they will, I think have a little bit more in terms of give when it comes to the 2021 caps cap sheet. And for that reason, I think we could see them. If the opportunity strikes, say there's a star who's disgruntled, Bradley Beal's unhappy with how things are going with Russell Westbrook, whatever it might be, I could see them making a move at the deadline to uh, like shore up the team for this year with Kyle maybe being in his last year with the team and wanting to give him one last earnest kick at the can. And then also maybe to uh, get the kind of piece that they thought they might be able to land in 2021, but it just so happened that opportunity arose at this year's deadline. So I will take the over. Um, we move on then to the next sort of related question. How many of the group of Stanley Johnson, Patrick McCaw, Terrence Davis, Matt Thomas, Chris Boucher, DeAndre Bembry, and Aaron Baines, seven players are on the team post-trade deadline? I've set the over-under at 5.0. Uh, we'll start with you, Vivek. So I've basically, yeah. Um... You put You put yourself in a corner, didn't you? <laughs> yeah no i mean i think there's three locks from those names to yeah. remain on the team so it's a question of will at least two out of the four remain who are and, the locks uh maybe i'll tell you after you guys make your picks okay fine <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah you know what i'm gonna say under or under five or on the team. All right. Uh, so how? Um, this is, this is pretty difficult because I can see, um, obviously I took the under on one, on 1.5 in season trades, but I could have, I could see one trade happening. Um, but again, that one trade could be a package of two of these guys, possibly even three. Like if you find a salary match somewhere in the league, and again, because of um, the legal troubles of what are we calling? We're calling redacted. That's yep, like the rapid yep. sort of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. because of redacted, um, I can definitely see him being moved, especially because of what Malachi Flynn's doing. Like, I don't want to keep like turning this. Like, I don't want to turn this into the Malachi Flynn show. But like, this is 
he's showing things that like you know you can maybe get rid of uh, uh, redacted and you don't you know lose as much as you did if you got rid of him last year so um i think everything i've said is pointing to agreeing with vivek but um ignorantly <laughs> i'm going to take your head over. man red free I'm ignorantly <laughs> i'm going to take the over <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to say um, one of those guys, is one of those seven is off the team. Um, yeah, and if it's two, I guess, is it a push or like how does that work? If it's yeah, we'll have a push. If, uh, five. Okay. Yeah. okay. But really, this yeah, is, uh, man, this is feeling like uh, whenever a team. This is real, Sean. This doesn't happen in the NBA a lot, but like a team goes to the finals, wins like wins a Super Bowl, and then misses the playoffs the next year. This is what this really feels like <laughs> from Sahal. Um, I'm going to take the under on this one as well. I think, like I said, McCaw and Johnson's a really easy tandem to pair together if they don't cut Johnson before the season to keep Utah Watanabe on the team. Um, I think Baines or Boucher are likely, like if they wanted to consolidate those two into a different big who is a little bit more of a horse who could play 30 plus minutes, I could see that being a thing. Um, just combinations that these guys are going to stick. I think the only locks to be on the team basically are Thomas and Bembry, frankly. Um, and, and maybe you, who, who'd you have as, as locks? Uh, yeah. So my, uh, I'm with you on those two with uh, Matt Thomas and Deandre Bembry. My third lock was Aaron Baines because I right. just think he's fit into the culture so quickly and yeah. Yeah, everything yeah. The, the Raptors, uh, try to stand for or mm-hmm. seem to suggest they stand for. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I think I think I think Baines will be on the team uh, most likely. So yeah, it, it was a question of between Stanley, Pat, Redacted, and Boucher. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, I'll take my chances. All right. Uh, we got to pick up the pace here a little bit. Uh, the next one, end of season award winners. I have it at one and a half. This encompasses all of the awards, all defense, all rookie, all NBA. Uh, you've got the, the big awards, you know, most improved MVP, all that stuff. Uh, I, I was a little unsure. I feel like one and a half might be a little bit low here, but also mm-hmm. I don't want to be penciling in Malachi Flynn for sure for all, all rookie, because that seems like a, a lot to put on a guy who's played two preseason games. So, so I'll start with you. Over under one and a half end of season award winners for the Raptors. Yeah, I'm taking the over. Um, Malachi, I see him like I I'm so confident. I think I'm more confident in Malachi getting an all rookie spot than I am in Pascal maybe getting um, like shooing his way into the all NBA third team. Um, I don't know if he touches second team this year. Um, there's some guys back like I know Durant is is coming off an Achilles, but like still Durant. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. and then. You never know. There's always a few guys in the league, stars that really become superstars, um, at least in the regular season. So I think Pascal gets to the All-NBA third team um, strictly off of what he does in the regular season. And then obviously uh, the Raptors' success as, as an entire team. And then Malachi gets a an All-Rookie um, designation. And I think OG Ananobi will actually get his first All-Defense um, designation this year. I think um, a lot more national writers are starting to take heed of what OG Ananobi is is and and, and can become. Um, I'm seeing a lot more national writers and just um, non-Raptors fans of basketball kind of understanding that OG isn't just that guy who just sits in a corner and just cuts once in a while. Um, so I think three. We're going to see three um, awards. Am I forgetting any? Coach of the – no, Nick Nurse can't win that. 
Um, I mean, he could. Yeah, gonna... If they're projected to be the sixth overall team or whatever, and they finish second, I could see him getting coach of the year votes again. He yeah, it's just so nurse. tough. For like, people love him, but it's just so tough to see him coach. I don't even know if a coach has ever won it back-to-back, but I think three is, is what I'm pretty confident in. Even if OG doesn't get that all-defense or Malachi doesn't get that all-rookie, mm-hmm. um, I think we get two. Or same as Siakam, he doesn't get that all-NBA. So yeah, um, I'm going to take the over. All right. Vivek, what do you think? Yeah, I'm taking the over as well. I feel pretty good about this one. I think Kyle, with the respect he earned again over the bubble and everyone giving uh, him his flowers, I think he has a better shot of making the All-NBA third team, maybe, uh, than Pascal Siakam. And then holy think, shit, Kyle needs to make the All-NBA team. Like uh, he should oh, have like fine. seven at this point. It makes me so angry. Yeah, and I yeah. think Malachi is a good shot for the All-Rookie team, and so. That's that's two already, and so, yeah. Uh, OG, I think I, I I feel pretty confident about him making an all defensive team as well. Yeah, I'm less confident in the All NBA candidacy of Lowry and Siakam just because you know the return of Durant, like you mentioned, and um, you know Westbrook Steph. in the East now. Steph is back. Yeah, like it's gonna be tough. Yeah, as well. Um, I think could still get one. I wouldn't be shocked or anything like that, depending on how they finish. I would say, mm-hmm. I think an all defense for OG, like you said, is probably quite likely. I wouldn't be surprised at like a second team, all defense for one of Pascal or Kyle either. And Flynn, all rookie, I think makes sense. I would not be stunned by uh nurse winning coach of the year again, because people love themselves mm-hmm. and Nick nurse. And I guess OG sort of like a fringy, candidate for most improved i suppose and i guess norm is also in the six man running he might have won it last year if he actually started or came off the bench in more than half the games but Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think there's enough chances like yeah they have enough shots at it that there will be more than one and a half but i don't know if it'll be significantly over uh we have three more to get to we're gonna get to those in just one second but first a reminder that the locked on nba season preview is ongoing right now please go check it out subscribe rate review that podcast we have uh part six will be going on monday part five is up today all week long it's been uh, really really great stuff uh put together by our uh our producers and all that all the local hosts from the locked on network so go listen today the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day all right guys we have three over-unders left to get through uh this next one i think will be quite easy for us uh but maybe not i don't know it's a weird season and the playing in tampa could probably have some sort of impact on this but the season win total per bet online is set at 42 and a half for the toronto raptors of course a 72 game season so bacon uh obviously a lower win total for everybody here but uh let's start with sahal over under 42 and a half wins for the raps i'm taking the over i was on um william Lou's podcast i think a couple of weeks ago and we were laughing when we saw, I think he used it actually the same one, um, Bet Online, I believe it was, uh, 42 and a half. And we were like hysterically laughing because I think that's so disrespectful to Toronto, um, even in a shortened season. Um, 42 and a half, Sean, does it translate to 47? What does it translate to? Do you know? In an uh, 82 game? Let me do the math game? on the fly here. It's about, wait, that's not it. I think it translates to 48, if I'm not mistaken. 47. Yeah, it's like 48 wins, yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, and and for me, the Raptors like I look at their roster, I look at their makeup, their coaching. I think this is a fifty win team, fifty win team for sure. Um, uh, top four seed, I think four to me. Uh, like I think four is their floor. I think um, the two seed is probably their ceiling. I don't know if they can reach the one, but I'm gonna take a pretty confident over on forty two and a half wins for the regular season. Vic, what say you? Yeah, I'm with the over on this one. I think uh, the Raptors are still pretty good. And looking at taking when I when I pick the over for the 1.5 trades, I feel like there will be a move to be made or a couple of moves to be made to get this team maybe to a bit higher level. Uh, and you know, I think there'll be enough incentive there to do it. And like you said, their salary is in place to do so as well. So I'll take the over. I think they're good enough. They're experienced enough, and the East is bad enough. I like it. I will take the over as well. Kyle Lowry uh, powers teams to many, many wins. Uh, it's, it's just it's what yeah. happens. I'm very confident it's going to happen again. I have the Raptors finishing second in the East. So, yeah, I'm going to say take the, take the over. And I would not be shocked if they got back to 50 wins, even though that's a tall order in a shortened season. Uh, we move on to the next one. Eastern Conference finishing position over under third and a half. So, basically... If you think they're going to finish one, two, or three, you're taking the over. If you think they're going to finish four, five, six, seven on down, you're taking the under. So, Vivek, let's start with you. Ah, this is tough, but I, I will take the over. I, I think they will be a top three team in the East. I think they're maybe a bit better than Boston. I think certainly uh, healthier. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's a big part of it, and so uh, I'll take them over that. Uh, I think Milwaukee is going to be pretty much right at the top, and it comes down to how good Miami is going to be, how good Philadelphia is going to be. So and, and Brooklyn, Brooklyn is obviously uh, going to have something to say about it as well. But yeah, I'll take with the known. Uh, I'll go with the known quantity that is the Raptors, and say they'll be a top three team again. So, Hall, you said you thought four was their floor, so you're on the fence with this one, I'm assuming. What do you got? Yeah, it's tough um, because I, I, I really think Philadelphia is going to be a much better team this year, um, at, least in the, at least in the regular season. Uh, they finally got some shooting around their two stars. Um, and then, as crazy as it sounds, like, will Philly trade for a guy like Harden? Like, who knows? Does that increase their, their ceiling for, like, a hypothetical regular season if he goes there and pairs with Embiid or whatever it is? Um, but with the team they have now, Philadelphia, and I know this is obviously a Toronto Raptors question, but you got to look at who's around them. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Milwaukee and, and maybe Boston be above Toronto, but I just don't see Toronto falling for, like, I can see fourth, but I can't see fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and I can really see third and possibly second. So I'm just, I'm on the fence, like you said, but I'm just leaning further towards the other side of the fence. So I'm going to take the over and, and agree with Vivek here. Agree with us again. Look at Sahal, yeah. just a yeah. conformist over here. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. I said I think they're going to finish yeah. second. I think their regular season formula is pretty airtight. They have more depth, I think, than a lot of these teams. Maybe a little bit less proven depth, but I also think they will be less concerned with you know back-to-back resting for stars and yeah. things like that. Uh, and we move on to the final one here. Playoff rounds one by your Toronto Raptors this coming season. This is a bit of a tricky one because the East is good 
And if they aren't a two seed, they're probably getting a pretty good team in the first round. So they could, in theory, have a noble first round exit, depending on the matchup here. Um, they could also make it past and make it on into the third round. Who the hell knows? Vivek, I don't know, Sahal, let's start with you. Uh, yeah. Over under one and a half playoff rounds won by this year's Raptors. Oh, man, Raptors fans are going to hate me for this because I was just bigging them up of what they were doing uh, in the regular season. But I don't know if it's going to translate to the playoffs because I'm, again, like the good thing, the cool thing about doing these over-unders is that some of your past answers have to translate for what you're saying to make sense. Like you can't really say one thing and then say something totally opposite in your sure next you over-under. That's called a hedge, baby. Because <laughs> they, <laughs> they might connect. Um I'm going to say they win their first round easy. I'm pretty sure all Raptors fans can, can, can stay connected on that one. And then I think the second round, if you, I don't know, like if they match up versus a Philly, a Boston or whatever it is, I don't know if they're winning that. I'm going to take the under, I'm going to say they win one playoff round. And unfortunately they lose in the second round. Again, this is hypothetically speaking. If they do carry the same team that they have now, I think, they are experienced. They do have that playoff pedigree, but I just talent wise, I don't know if they get over the hump for that second round. So I think they lose. Um, so I'm going to take the under, I'm going to take one playoff round one. All right. Vivek, what do you got? I am agreeing with Sahal. I think uh, there's even an outside chance that they could go out in the first round. I think this is where wow. you see the, again, it depends on the matchup, right? Like say for yeah, example, yeah. If, if Brooklyn ends up in a six seed and Toronto's three, that's a tough first round. Yeah, and so uh, I think that there's the possibility of that happening. And this is where you really will see the uh, value of Mark's experience, of Serge's experience, and those guys at the center position, just how much they meant to the Raptors the last couple of seasons. Obviously, Mark didn't have the playoffs that he wanted in the bubble, but that's the thing. His ceiling was so high, you were, everyone was still kind of just hoping he could find himself a little bit because of you know what he's capable of defensively and then Serge gave you not only the locker room leadership but that scoring punch and uh just that on-court swag right he was one of those that guys that didn't fear the moment he wasn't afraid to take a shot and so I think when I look at the center depth going into the playoffs guess what Vucevic Embiid and none of those guys are gonna be looking at the Raptors with any fear anymore (laughs) oh Man. Yeah, well, that's just the real Aaron Baines slander, unfortunately, from you, man. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are cowards. I look. I don't know if I entirely believe this, but for strategy reasons and uh, it, because it, it feels good, I'm you taking the over, enough? baby. I'm taking the over. I'm. It's like a parlay with my uh, my belief that there's going to be trades. The Raptors yeah. make it all in move at the deadline. They shore themselves up. They get to the postseason. Seventh man, Malachi Flynn, is playing big-time minutes late in games. Bradley Beal is kicking ass on the wing uh, <laughs> or some other star they've traded for or some other useful uh, role player they've traded for. OG Ananobi's got off-the-bounce juice. He looks like a future star. And this is a team that in the second round takes on either Boston or Philly because I have Philly coming third, Boston coming sixth. Play one of those teams, you beat one of those teams, you move on, and you lose in the conference finals to Brooklyn or Milwaukee. And I think that is the way this will carry out. I uh, maybe I don't know, <laughs> but I'm taking it. Why the hell not? Uh, let's vote for this pick for the good. I picked over on basically everything in this episode, but that's because I'm optimistic. I guess picking over in games played in Tampa wasn't necessarily optimistic, but either way, 
uh that's where i'm leaning on this one it's fine hive live and well and uh, we have reached the end of this year exercise we will do a mid-season check-in around march um to see where we're kind of trending and then of course we'll take up the entire thing after the postseason is done we've reached the end here vivek I know I asked you this uh, an hour ago when we were recording part one of this on Wednesday, but uh, do you have anything that people should know about now on Friday? Uh, no, it's just the same old stuff. So uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Vivek M. Jacob. Check out my stuff on uh, Complex. Check out my stuff uh, for CBC. That'll be coming up. And listen to Red Couch Banks, my soccer podcast about Manchester United uh, that I do with my buddy, Carl. Awesome. So, Hall, anything you want to promote? Um, I'm the, the same exact thing. So you can literally just go back to the first podcast and listen to exactly what I said. I'm on Raptors Republic. Um, I've been on a few podcasts the last few weeks. So you guys can listen to those. Search up Pardon the Corruption on YouTube. Had a very cool chat with Zarar Siddiqui on Raptors Republic. Um, another podcast coming this week. Um, but yeah, I'm on Raptors Republic. Twitter, SAVD28. If you guys want to hear banter, um, if you guys want to see some not safe for work, uh, banter between me and Vivek because I'm gonna win this. Like, let's just be honest. Like, I'm winning this you one, and I'm going, going to back tie. To you pick the same <laughs> thing on every one. <laughs> I'm going back, to, and that's why. Which which one was it? I think it was how many of Stanley McCaw, Davis, Thomas Boucher, Bembry, Baines are on the team. Mm-hmm. Every every piece of logic was pointing towards what Vivek said, and I went against him. So <laughs> that's probably going to be the decider. Um, aside, please don't trade anyone. I'm trying to go back to back. Um, except for redacted. You can get rid of him uh, yesterday. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's it. That's it for me. All right, Uh, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we love you very, very much. Uh, uh, We got to get to our local business of the day that we got to shout out uh, again, because Amazon and big companies don't need your money this holiday. But I want to shout out Baked by Janae, a uh, baker from Mississauga who was referred to me by a listener of the podcast. Uh, Baked by Janae on Instagram, uh, B-A-K-E-D-B-Y-J-E-N-A-Y-E. Some very delicious looking confections. You can order by emailing bakedbyjanae at gmail.com. Although, should note, because people are good in supporting local businesses, she is fully booked for December. That does not mean that you can't get some delicious baked goods for January. February the the month uh, the months of the winter are going to be hell the COVID's not going anywhere you're going to want some baked goods to help you out and I highly recommend you check out Baked by Janae Mississauga uh, bakedbyjanae at gmail.com all right that'll do it for today's episode thank you so much for tuning in thanks for tuning in all week long if you've not yet listened go back check out the episodes with uh, Jordan Hales on Monday myself on Tuesday Ashley Docking on Wednesday and then of course part one of our over-unders and props from yesterday go have a listen And that uh, is all I got. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you again on Monday with Brad from uh, Too Much Hoops. And we'll dive and we'll recap the game against the Heat. And we'll talk about the defense for the Raptors going into this season. It'd be a lot of fun. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you then. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.